Hey, what's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for listening to the Zoe Church podcast. We are a church in Los Angeles that is all about the message in the person of Jesus. We're going to jump into part three of a series that we're in right now called Worried About Nothing. And the reason why we're not worried about anything is because we are choosing to pray about everything. As always, I want to thank everyone that subscribes to our podcast, listens, shares, likes, comments. Also, I want to thank everyone that partners with our church and faithfully gives. If you want to give and partner with us, you can text ZOE to 77977. We'll send you a link and you can give right there or on our website or app. But I'm excited about this week. We're talking together about praying ourselves in so we don't talk ourselves out. Many times we talk ourselves out of serving, loving, giving, or forgiving because we don't pray ourselves in. So today we're going to talk about praying in the things that we need so we can accomplish what God's called us to do. So let's jump into part three of Worried About Nothing. Okay, we are in part three of a series we are going through about prayer. And really this comes from uh, the book that I just released in August, August 2nd. Uh, my latest book came out and really just kind of studying some of the content in there because I believe in the power of prayer and I believe in the power of a praying church. I believe in the power of a praying parent. I believe in the power of a praying spouse. I really believe in the power of a praying nation. We believe in the power of prayer and I want to teach you a lot of people don't pray because they don't know how to. So we're just taking some moments. We're taking some weeks to learn how do we pray? Because I think prayer changes things. In fact, prayer doesn't always change our circumstance, but it always changes us. And a lot of times we think we need the circumstance to change, and God's like, I actually need you to change. I want to shift your perspective. I want to give what we talked about last week. I want to give you a better premise. I want to give you peace to endure what you're facing right now. So I want to stay in that same thread, that same vein. This is episode number three, installment number three. When I'll preach a message, you can write down the title. It's called Pray Yourself In or You'll Talk Yourself Out. I want to teach you today about how to just pray yourself in. Because if you don't pray in, I promise you, you're like me. You will talk yourself out. So sometimes you got to pray ourselves. It's like, ah, do I want to go into a connect group? If I don't pray, my, pray about a connect group or being involved or leading a connect group, I'm going to talk myself out of a connect group. It's like culture class. I think every person here, you should be involved in serving and building church. But if I don't pray about being involved, I'll talk myself out. This is like me every time I go to the ocean and I look at that blue water and I'm like, I do not want to go in there with my kids. My, my boys are begging me, come on, dad, come get in. Let's boogie board. And I'm like, you guys are the best. Love you guys. I'm going to keep taking photos. Because I have to pray myself to go into that water. And if I don't pray, I'm going to talk myself out. A lot of times the things that God is calling you into are daunting. They're kind of scary. They're kind of like, ah, it's not comfortable. It's not convenient. It's not what I want. But if I don't pray myself in, I know I'm going to talk myself out. I want to tell you today, your spirit wants to pray. But your flesh, your flesh is going to talk you out. You don't need to pray. You're too busy to pray. See, I think that the enemy of spirituality is busyness. 
And if you want to be spiritually fit or spiritually strong, let's use another church term. You want to be spiritually on fire. You can't choose busyness over prayer. You can't choose what you want to do or what God wants you to do. You got to choose the God thing over the you thing. Now, if you don't know the Bible, again, this is an amazing story. It's these two sisters, and Jesus happens to stop by their house. Now, I don't know about you, but if I have people to my home, low-key, I get panicky because I want to make sure everything is perfect. All the counters got to be wiped down. The candles have to be lit. I got to have the music, the right playlist. Where are the playlist people at in the house? I got to find the right. I, sometimes I'm feeling Motown classics. Sometimes I'm feeling Italian dinner. Sometimes I'm feeling playlists that my boy makes. You know, I'm like, I just got to find the right playlist. I got to get the flowers out. We got to get the windows open because I got, I want the breeze. I, I just, there's nothing like hosting and entertaining. Well, Jesus stops by these two sisters house. They got Jesu Cristo in the building. So Jesus stops by the crib. He's going to have a little Bible study sesh. And as he comes in and starts teaching, one of the sisters, Mary, just sits down to listen to what God has to say. She's like, we have had a lot of guests into this condo. We've never had a Messiah. I'm going to take advantage. And if God is here, I'll do the dishes later. I'll clean up later. I'm going to sit and listen to God. The other sister, Martha, is like, you lazy Gen Zer. Oh, you would, you TikToker. Martha's like, yeah, I'm 10 years older. I'm from a different generation. Oh, that hurt. Um, and um, so Martha starts cleaning and working and doing. See, this is so us. A lot of us are like, no, I have to. It's important. This stuff matters. I got to get to my emails. I got to get to my to-do list. I got I to gotta get to the DMV. And we choose what we think is more important than God. And Mary chose to sit and be with Jesus. And Martha chose what she thought was good. I want to tell you that even when you do good, that doesn't mean it's best. Just because it's a good thing doesn't always mean it's a God thing. And I got to pray myself in. Listen, I want to sit and get purpose. I want to sit and get peace. I want to sit and get passion. If I don't, I'll complete my tasks. It's just that I'll be missing the God stuff for my life. I got to pray myself in or I will talk myself out. So you just need to know for, for God, God does not treat you this way. This is how we treat him, but this is not the way he treats us. God is not like in or out. I'll never forget the first church I worked at was in the city of El Monte, right on the east side of the city. I worked at a church for almost about six years there, and I had the best time, San Gabriel Valley, till I die. I love San Gabriel Valley. And I, and I loved my time there. I got hired when I was 19 years old. I had my hair down to my shoulders. I'm trying to grow it back out. I'm trying to get some Joel Osteen in this piece, okay? So that was funnier than your reaction. You know, you, that, you know that blessed you. And so the, the first church I worked at, I was, I, was, I was over on the east side, and, 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 I, and, I, and I, I forgot what I was saying about the San Gabriel Valley. Well, I got hired at a church in El Monte. I cannot remember the... Oh, 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 oh. First church I worked at in El Monte. Thank you, Nico. First church I worked at El Monte, we, we took all the kids to a summer camp one summer. And this, one of the main leaders of the church, he walked by me one morning like, you know, there's nothing like being at a, at a camp for youth for Jesus. And so the morning time, this guy's walking by with a coffee. He's got his Bible. He looks really holy and spiritual. He's a, like a machismo Mexican. He's like, he's like a man of God. And he's, he's, he walks by me and he's like, hey, 
Pastor Chad, he's like, God told me something this morning. I want to share with you, Holmes. And I was like, this is going to be so good. I'm going to remember this forever. God told me this morning that he is like in and out. Either you're in or you're out. And I was like, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't think that's how it goes. I started to kind of like kindly be like, I don't know if it's that extreme or that drastic. Either you're in or you're out. Because I know that God says, I have loved you with an everlasting love. You need to know no matter which one you choose to sit at his feet or to do the tasks, God is still in on you. The question is not if God is faithful, loyal, kind, loving, gracious, merciful, compassionate with you and for you today. The question is, can we sit and pray so we have an ability to hear what he wants us to do? No, I'm just here today to tell you, you got to pray yourself in or you're going to talk yourself out. Let me just show you. If you pray yourself in, what will happen? Write down number one. The first thing that will happen is you'll get presence. You'll get the presence of God. Now, just a heads up, we believe theologically that God's presence is everywhere. God's presence is over the whole world. In fact, the Bible teaches in Colossians 2 that everything is to God, everything is through God, and everything is for God. So we know that God is everywhere. The book of Hebrews teaches us that God said, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. So let's just bet our bottom dollar that God's presence is everywhere. The Bible literally says, where can I go from your presence? Even if I make my bed in hell, you are there. God's presence is everywhere. So there's the, what I'm not talking about is the presence of God like we've got to beg him to come. But what I am talking about is the felt presence of God. When you can feel that he's in the room. You can feel his peace. You can feel his joy. You can feel his love. There are moments all throughout the scriptures where you can sense the felt presence of God, where it's not that he's just hovering over the earth, that it's not that he's just in LA or in California or in America, but when God shows up to a place, you just know it. There's peace, there's comfort, there's joy, there's wisdom, there's strength. There's something about, come on, anybody excited about the, f I can feel his presence. Look here in, in, in uh, Jeremiah 29, 13, you will seek me and you will find me when you seek me with all your heart. Just love this verse because Mary is sitting here and she's like, with all my heart, I want to hear from you. With all my heart, I want to know you. With all my heart, I want to follow you. You will seek me and you will find me when you seek me with all your heart. See, God did not call you to religion. God called you to a passionate, intimate relationship with God. And he actually says, from all the old commandments, all the old law, in the New Testament, he says, all I want you to do is love the Lord your God with all your, all your heart. Throw your heart into this relationship. Throw your heart into me and you. Pray yourself in to my presence. You will seek me and you will find me when you search for me with all your heart. Then the felt presence of God will be available in your life. I want to tell you, every time I pray, I don't feel God. Every time I pray, I don't have this whoa, wow sensation. But every time I pray, I know that God is there. 
And every time, and sometimes when I pray, every, every once in a while, I can just sense, I can just feel, I can be overwhelmed by the reality that God's presence is right here. That's why sometimes in worship, you can feel his presence. Sometimes when we lift up prayer requests, you can feel his presence. That's why sometimes at the end of the service, you can feel his presence. But I'm telling you, if you pray in your car, or if you pray in your living room, or if you pray in your workplace, or if you pray at the gym, you can still feel the presence of God. So let me just show you. This is Bible stuff. People in the Bible that encountered his presence, Moses conversed with God in front of a burning bush and again on a mountaintop. Israel experienced God's presence in a pillar of fire and cloud. Deborah received marching orders from God and delivered Israel. Solomon consecrated the temple and God's glory filled it. Elijah heard God's voice as a whisperer, and while he was hiding in a cave, Daniel was accompanied by an angel who shut the mouth of lions. What about my guys Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? They were joined by God in a fiery furnace. What about Mary? She was visited by an angel who announced the birth of Jesus. Peter, James, and John saw Jesus transfigured and glorious on a mountain. What about Mary Magdalene who encountered Jesus? She had, she had seven demons. She encountered Jesus in a garden in the morning of the resurrection. Paul was knocked to the ground and his life changed on the way to Jerusalem. What about John? He had a series of ap apocalyptic dreams that revealed God's ultimate victory. All throughout the Bible, God's presence shows up and shows up and shows up. And can I encourage you that when you start praying and you choose God, God's presence will show. You're like, whoa, he's here. You notice something about when God shows up? There's no more striving. There's no more earning. There's no more working. When God shows up, all that there is is receiving. It's the presence of the living God. And when God shows up with his presence, watch what happens is you will get joy. You will get peace. You will get understanding. You will get rest. See, again, the enemy of spiritual health or the enemy of us, prayer life or spirituality is busyness. And if we choose busyness, you can justify it all day long. Chad, you have no idea. I've got orders to fulfill. I've got things to do. I've got my emails. I, got, I do. You ever talk to that person that's like, I do 175 emails a day. It's just like, I got emails. I got texts. I got kids. I, got, I, I understand. So did Martha. But Jesus looks at Mary and said, she chose what's better. She chose the thing that's going to give joy and peace and rest and wisdom and understanding. She chose the better thing, which brings his presence. See, you don't have to get God's presence on a Sunday. You can get God's presence on a Monday. All you have to do is choose the God thing. See, if you pray yourself in, you'll be right in his presence. But if you talk yourself out, you're not going to have the joy you need, the peace that you need, the understanding that you need, the rest that you need, or the love that you need to build your life. Oh, I love this about prayer. Right down the next thing is that we don't just get presence, we get process. And this is what I love about prayers. When I come to prayer, I have the ability to process what I'm going through. Now, I'm like you. I, everybody in this room, it's a cliche saying, I've been saying it. One of my friends, Colin Henderson, taught me this line. I really enjoy it. He said, all of us are shaped by trauma, drama, daddy, and mama. I've been saying it for the last about six to nine months. I love this saying. And I'm, I'm convinced you have more trauma in your life than you realize. Like, if you're not seeing a counselor, I encourage you. Jesus plus therapy equal everything. 
Some people, I'm just like, I'll pay the bill for you to go see a counselor. See, but I don't think you just need a professional to help you with your trauma. Because I know you got it. We all got it. We all have trauma. We're all going through stuff. We all face things. We all lived through uh, 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 the political unrest and the economical unrest. And we went through, through, through the, the, George Floyd. And we went through all of 2020 together. We all did that together. And it was still, some of us, not all the way through it. So I think what you, you need what I need. And that is to pray so we can process with God what we're going through. See, a lot of us, we don't have anybody we feel safe to talk to. But I want to tell you, the safest person to talk to is God. The person that can keep secrets the best. And the person that you should, you ever process your life with the wrong person? If you process your life with the wrong person, you will get the wrong advice. You will get the wrong counsel. You get the wisdom from below rather than the wisdom from above. So I got to talk to God. And David in Psalm 22, he shows us what processing in prayer looks like. He gives us a template or a model of how to process our pain with God. Let me just show you the process real fast. It's pain, processing, prayer, proclamation, and peace. Watch what he says first in pain. Watch where he starts. He sounds like me and you. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me, so far from my cries and anguish? My God, I cry to you by day, but you do not answer me by night. And I find no rest. See, I think your prayer life should be vulnerable and sincere and authentic. God already knows the good, the bad, and the ugly about you. You might as well be honest with him. So when you come to prayer, start with your pain. David's like, where are you? Where have you gone? Why are you doing this? You're the worst. You first said me. I'm so mad at you. You ever have a cry session with God? You're the worst. You're like, I know you're the best, but I just got to say this right now. You're the worst, best. I love you. Hate you. See, I think, it's an old saying, but your authority is in your authenticity. If your prayers are cute, put together, laid out sentences that are well rehearsed, you're not praying right. Prayer is raw and authentic and vulnerable. Starts with pain. God, I've been rooting for the Clippers for my whole life. Yeah, you're for suck. You're going to stay that way. It starts with pain, and then, and then it starts with, with, it goes to process, and we start processing what we're going through. We start processing, God, I'm feeling this way, and I, I want to process with you. I got, a, I got a decision to make. I got, a, I, got a, I got to do something about this. I, I'm, I'm going through this season. I'm feeling this way. I want to process with you. You know that God has all the wisdom in the world. You know that God can actually talk to you about the decision that you need to make. God can actually help you in the season that you're going through. The Bible says God can actually remove mountains for you. So we got to process. See, I think the problem is is that we want to turn to others to process with. I'm going to find my friends that love complainers and they love negativity and they love criticism. And I just want to tell you what just happened. And I'll tell you what I'm so upset about. And I'll tell you just, and we just, no, no, no. Go to the person that can do something about it. Go to the person that knows all the players in the game. Go to the person that can actually lead you to peace. 
It starts with pain and then it goes to process. Watch what he says in the process. Verse number three. Yet you are enthroned as the Holy One. You are the one Israel praises in your ancestors and put there on trust. They trusted and you delivered them. To you they cried out and were saved. In you they trusted and were not put to shame. And then all of a sudden he starts praying and he turns to God for help. Look at verse 11. Do not be far from me for trouble is near and there is no one to help. He starts praying to God. Okay, God, I'm in this and I started angry, but now I'm declaring I need to go to you. And you've never been far away and you're not far away right now. And I'm just, and faith is building. See, when you come to prayer, you come one way, but you leave another way. You cannot come into the presence of God and stay the same. When you come into his presence, you are changed. Oh, look at the next part. He goes from prayer to proclamation. Now he's affirming God. The same guy that was like, why have you forsaken me? A few verse later, watch what he says. He says, I will declare your name to my people. In the assembly, I will praise you. You who fear the Lord, praise him. All you descendants of Jacob, honor him, revere him. All you descendants of Israel, for he has not despised or scorned the suffering of the afflicted one. He has not hidden his face from him, but he has listened to his cry for help. Bro, you sound like Jekyll and Hyde. Are you, are you okay? The same guy that was like, why have you forsaken me? A few verse later is proclaiming God's praise. Yeah, because when you start to pray, you might start as a whiner, but you will leave as a worshiper. You might start complaining, but you'll leave as a creative person. I know what I should. Come on, clap today. If you're excited, this is the power of prayer. And I might start in the lowest of lows. But when I get there, I said, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. So when I pray, I don't just pray the Lord's Prayer. I don't just pray all the names of God. I don't just pray my laundry list of need. I process. I'm going through something, and I'm facing something, and I'm upset about it, and I'm not well right now, and I feel discouraged right now, and I want to throw in the towel, but how great are you, God, and how awesome are your ways, and how mighty are your deeds, and I know who you are, and I believe you've been faithful. Come on, get some faith today. I might start as a complainer, but I'm going to get some victory in fact if you keep reading in psalm 22 in the end he's got peace see i'm telling you you got to pray yourself in or you're going to talk to yourself out and it's here that you drift it's here that you wander it's here that you get critical it's here that you lose your path but when you stay in prayer you get peace you get victory you get overcoming spirit i want you to process what you're going through i just want you to process it with the king was the last time you journal like God this is what happened this is what I felt this is what I did this is what I did wrong and I got a journal I got a process I got to pour out my heart before you you do that I promise your pain is going to turn into process and your process is going to turn into prayer and your prayer is going to turn into proclamation and your proclamation is going to turn into peace Amen. problem is we keep going to people for peace they cannot heal they cannot deliver they cannot really help you like God can Martha comes to Jesus Are you serious I've been doing all the dishes the whirlpool's broken and you're just gonna let her sit here and just listen and pray you're the worst Jesus looks at Martha Jesus says her name twice. Oh, Martha, Martha. You know you're in trouble when people use your name twice. 
Oh, Martha, Martha, you are worried and bothered about many things. Only one thing is needed, and Mary chose it, and that will not be taken away. The threat to your spiritual life, which is your vitality, is busyness. you got to choose prayer. So I get, look, I get presence when I pray. I get process when I pray. Write down the next one. I love this one. I get perfection. You're like, wait, wait, hold on. Perfection? Like, what do you mean perfection? Like, God's going to make me perfect? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's just look at the Greek word. The Greek word is teleos. And it's here, we're going to read it in James chapter 1. And so God a lot of times allows us to go through trials or tribulations because he's perfecting your faith. Or he's maturing you. That's what teleos means. God is bringing you to maturity, which means whole. God doesn't want you to lack anything. So he allows you to go through hard times. And he allows you to go through trials and tribulations. That's why, let's look at the screen. James 1, verse 2. Consider it all joy, my brothers and sisters, when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. And let endurance have its perfect result, so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. So God is aware that I'm in lack and so are you. You do not have everything in your tool belt to build the life that you're called to build. So God does not build your life on the mountaintop of success. He builds it in the valley of despair. So when you're going through trial and tribulation, the Bible says consider it pure joy. So if you're getting punched in the face today, you ought to smile and lift your hands. Thank God I'm struggling. Thank God I'm being persecuted. Thank God the haters are alert on my comment section. Thank God I ain't got no money today. Thank God my car broke down and my AAA thank you Jesus my kids are not saved those are just all my examples in my personal life consider it pure joy my brothers and sisters when you are going through these trials and tribulations because God is perfecting your faith so you are complete and you are whole and you don't lack anything I want to tell you you lack the wisdom that you need you lack the perseverance that you need you lack the friendships that you really need you lack the joy that you need God is working on you God is working the day shift and the night shift when you go to bed God is still working for it is God who is at work in us both to will and to do for his good pleasure so God is perfecting your faith. God is chiseling you. He is molding you. He is shaping you. And the more I come to prayer, see, you got to pray yourself in or you're going to talk yourself out. You're going to go through a trial and tribulation. Like, I don't want any part of it. I, I want to turn my back on that life. I want to turn my back on what God said. I want to turn my back on who I was. I don't want anything to do with it. No, no, but if you pray yourself in, you'll say, I know I'm facing something and I know I'm going through something, but I'm not going to quit loving you and choosing you and serving you. Come on, clap if you're excited. I'm going to pray myself in just wait till I preach with air conditioning okay teleos complete <laughs> you guys are so dumb watch this watch this this Greek word complete it means you're complete and mature do people describe your faith as a mature faith mature whole or finished it can complete its purpose because it has everything it needs Zoe is lacking. We're seven years old. We're lacking. We need more people that will pray themselves in and say, I'll lead a connect group. <laughs> I'll get involved in culture class and attend because I know I'm not the person God has yet called me to become. 
in order for it to do that, I got to pray. I got to have some spiritual. I need to get into a, a faith connect. I need to get, I need to complete who God has called me to be as a man, as a woman, as a church builder, as a, as a kingdom builder, as a person that's raising up kids, as a person that's an entrepreneur. I need God. Anybody need God today? Yeah, so we got, we got to, listen, we don't just, we don't just need his presence. Oh, the tangible felt presence of God, how great it is. I don't just need to process my complaints before the Lord. I need some perfection. And when I get perfected, it's because I'm going through a trial. If you're going through a storm right now, could we just thank God? I love that, that, that bridge we're singing. Rain came and the wind blew, but my house was built on you. I'm choosing in the midst of adversity, in the midst of trial, in the midst of tears, I'm still, come on, praying myself in. You do that, God's like, oh, I can build something in you. It's like a Home Depot commercial. You ever been to Home Depot on a Saturday morning? Busy, man. Can barely get somebody to help. Standing there, he don't look like he's supposed to be here. I know, I need help. I'm, I'm trying to build a family. I'm trying to build a life. And hell's trying to come against me. I need perfection. But if I don't pray, I'm going to get thrown headlong. Don't you choose email over Jesus. Don't you choose taskless over Christ. We need God. We don't just want him. We need him. And God will perfect your faith. Worship team, come join me. Here's the last one is power. And I love this one because I believe in the power of God. Now, if you if you knew to Zoe, just a heads up. We believe everybody should be in a connect group. We want everybody to go through culture class. We think everybody should serve here. But I want to tell you, we are a presence-driven church. So in other words, when we worship God, we want the presence of God here. As I preach the word of God, a lot of people say amen or that's good or, or preach it half Mexican guy or whatever. Fill in your blank. Choose your own adventure. Because we want the presence of God here. But I will tell you, in addition to presence, we believe that when God shows up, there is supernatural power. Like the power of God. He has the power to shut the mouths of lions. He has the power to move Red Seas. He has the power to be with you if you're in a fiery furnace. God has all the power in the world. Now, I was growing up in church. We used to sing songs about the power of God. And even as a young boy, I knew, oh, that's right. God is powerful. We used to sing this one song, what a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. Angels bow before him. Heaven and earth adore him. What a mighty God we serve. I grew up as a young boy realizing there's nothing too difficult for God. There's nothing that my God can't do. God can, can heal the sick and he can raise the dead. <laughs> he can feed 5,000. He can walk on water. Today when you pray, you're praying to an all-knowing, all-powerful God. The power to set the captives free. The power to turn a life around. So you got to pray yourself into this stuff because otherwise you will be powerless in circumstances that you need power from on high. By your own power, you cannot build your life. But the Bible says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me the power, strengthens me. You need power today? 
Don't tap into self. We're not self-motivated, self-disciplined, self-driven, self-analyzer, self. My Enneagram's a four. Great. I'm a three. Holler at your boy. I'm not tapping into self. Tapping into God. First John chapter five, watch what it says here in verse four. This is the confidence that we have in approaching God. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we asked of him. Last verse, Psalm 147, verse 5. Why don't you stand to your feet? Let's read it together. Psalm 147, verse 5. Great is our Lord and mighty in power. His understanding is infinite. Great is our Lord and mighty in power. He's got the power today. If I don't pray myself in, watch what happens. I try and start sorting my life on my own. My own wisdom, my own strength, my own abilities, my own network, my own relationships. But when I pray, it's like, oh, now I got the power of God. And if I got the power of God, I can, fiery furnace, not too big for God. Stuck in a, in a whale, stuck in a situation, not too difficult for God. You don't have the resources you need right now my god owns the cattle on a thousand hills the earth is the lord's and all that is within it i start understanding i've got supernatural power fighting for me and with me and through me see again i said it before but if i was the enemy of your life and i wanted you to never pray i would convince you don't do it God won't hear your real prayers. God is not listening to you where you're at. God has forsaken you. God has abandoned you. You're not good enough. You're not from the right family. You don't have the right words. You don't know what to say. You, you, you got shame. You got guilt. Yeah, I would convince you with all my might that you should not pray. But I hear grace shouting something louder. And he's calling you into his presence. And he's saying, no, 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 come. Come, my friend. Come, my loved one. Come, my son. Come, my daughter. Come be with me. I don't need you going out and doing this, that, and the other. Come and sit like Mary. Come pray yourself in. You don't got to talk yourself out. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Come into my presence. Come come process with me. Come, pro I want to know what you're feeling. I want to know what you're going through. It's not that I don't know it. I want to hear it from you. Oh, come on, come, come into my power. God will give you rest. I will give you strength. I will give you understanding today. Pray yourself in, Zoe. So you don't talk yourself out. As many of us. We've talked ourselves out of closeness to God to do what we think we are supposed to do. But I'm telling you, choose Jesus over task. Choose your spiritual life over your, even your normal life. Start with God and then go out with power. Don't start with the things you've got to do. Start with the things that you need to do. Amen. Come on, let's pray. Jesus, we thank you today.